Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. You know, I listen to Bickley and Murata. Terrific show, by the way. I really enjoy it. Bickley and Murata mornings from 6 to 10. Bickley and Murata. It's the greatest show on earth. Bickley and Murata. Good morning and welcome. Dan Bickley. Sports, man. Sports. Vince Murata. It's a power-packed morning zoo. Are you kidding me? Bickley and Murata. Bigly and Murata. I love this show. This is the greatest show in the history of radio. It's the greatest radio show ever. Bigly and Murata. I hate everything about this show. This is the worst show in the world. Good morning, happy Tuesday, Valley sports fans. A happy, frigid Tuesday to all you Valley sports fans. A bring a sweater slash leather jacket to work kind of day, right? Yes, it is uh, it is chilly. Okay, so the yeah. first, first number in the temperature is a three. That's, that's really? cold. That is very cold. It actually snowed up at my home in Fountain Hills last night. Not what? None of it stuck. Really? It actually snowed, yes. Dang. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. Uh, I, I said this last night. I walked out, and it, I felt colder last night than I've ever felt in Arizona, just in terms of a general day in January. Yeah, I right? went out to get some dinner last night, and they yeah, bundled up, and I was like, oh, what am I wearing? And then I walked outside, and I said, thank God I bundled up. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't even outside that long. Yeah, so I've I, turned I, into a total wuss. I did this kind of the Zoom call with J.A. Adande's journalism class at Northwestern yesterday, and oh, they're really? all coming out here for the Super Bowl. So they're all asking me for, hey, isn't it going to be beautiful out? I went, no, you don't understand. We've kind of turned into Fargo. <laughs> Weather-wise, we we are. Don't you know? Yeah, don't you know? <laughs> <laughs> It'll warm up by the Super Bowl. I think. Yeah, I yeah. hope you're right. I hope so too. I hope you're right. This is a little bit intense. Can I rewind to something we talked about on yesterday's show? Because you brought this up about Skip Bayless. Okay. I finally watched the video that he put out on social media. Did you want to throw up? It's quite honestly, Bick, the most pathetic thing I've ever it's seen pathetic. on social media. From the fact that. Before he storms into the room with his Dak Prescott jersey, you can see him waiting in the hallway and waiting for like a sound effect a from cue. whoever was filming uh-huh. to start uh-huh. walking. Uh-huh. The, uh huh. Oh, the overacting without saying a word. I'm not a fan of that man. I don't like what he does for a living. I think no. he's horrible for sports media, but uh-huh. that is the most embarrassing thing I've it, ever seen him really, put out there. It really, really is. And I, I really have a hard time understanding wh- what what the end game is. Okay, look, we know the Dallas Cowboys have a huge fan base. I, I think they have eight and a half million Facebook followers. Their social media numbers blow the rest of the NFL away. What is it about the Dallas fan base that makes these shows pander and react the way they do. Seriously, what the is The simple it? numbers that you just said? Is just sheer numbers. That's it. Sheer engagement. That's it. I don't know. It's, it, the, it is so inauthentic. We, we predicted everything we were going to see yesterday. Mm-hmm. Quite literally, before Stephen A. Smith walked on set, Vinny and I said, he's going to come on in a black cowboy hat with smoking a scar, <laughs> acting all smug like he's got bragging rights over cowboy fans. And on cue, he did it. He took the cue better than Skip Bayless did in the video <laughs> you're talking about. So Cowboys fans then are dumb enough 
to enjoy this I, content, I, I to continue tuning in to drive that viewership. The, I think that's the inference, Sarah. Yeah, I Be think less it is. Dumb. Jeez. I, I, I think it is. I don't even pin it on Cowboys fans. <laughs> I pin it on everybody else. Uh. <laughs> no, it's Cowboys fans. <laughs> <laughs> it's Cowboy fans. See, we're doing it too, just in a different way. Turtle. Start the show, fan. <gasps> The Splash Splash The stories making waves in the sports world The Splash Panama Panama coming The Splash Brought to you by Presidential Pools Arizona's number one pool builder See why at presidentialpools.com Yes, according to reports The Arizona Cardinals will finally meet With former New Orleans Saints head coach And current Fox broadcaster Sean Payton About their vacant head coaching position That's coming up on Thursday Wow The Carolina Panthers completed their interview process With Payton on Monday That interview had been pushed back from last week Because of the death of Anton Walks A player for Charlotte FC and MLS a franchise which is also owned by Panthers owner David Tepper. Peyton also reportedly had a second interview scheduled with the Denver Broncos. As of this morning, none of the five NFL coaching uh, vacancies have been filled, but there are developments. Tom Pelissero of NFL Network tweeted early this morning that the Cardinals are flying Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan Quinn in for a second interview tonight. Uh, Quinn is also a top candidate in both Denver and Indianapolis. Cardinals also reportedly interviewed Pittsburgh Steelers linebacker coach and former Dolphins head coach Brian Flores on Monday. And if you're into such things, many sports books have Flores as the odds-on favorite to land the job Okay, here. I, maybe this is all semantics, but it, but we're safe to assume that the Dan Quinn first interview was done by Zoom, right? Mm-hmm. That, yes, that, it was virtual. Okay, so to keep that in mind when you hear second interview, because I think second interview carries the connotation that things are getting real serious. I think the guys who had the Zoom calls, when they have a meeting after that, calling it a second meeting or interview is accurate. But uh, but I don't think it's as heavy as it sounds. It's like a pre-interview and then an yeah. actual to, to interview. To see if, if this is actually worth spending money to fly out here sure. and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, you know, fair, I think but, that's a fair assessment. Yeah, and, but, and the Sean Payton news has got me very excited because I don't think this interview happens on either side if there wasn't um, kindling of interest. True. I, I, I don't know. I agree with that. Sean Payton's got options. Definitely. How about Howard... Rocking the Valley Media yesterday with that breaking news. Good job, Howard. Go, Howard. (laughs) The New England Patriots are bringing back Bill O'Brien to be their offensive coordinator. That uh, reported this morning. O'Brien was with the Patriots from 2007 to 2011, most recently at Alabama, where he worked with Patriots quarterback Mac Jones. So uh, there you go. They're actually turning the offense back over to an offensive coach. How about it? Brilliant coaching maneuver by Bill Belichick. 49ers running back Christian McCaffrey has been described as day-to-day with a calf contusion suffered in Sunday's playoff win over the Cowboys, but early in the week is expected to play in the NFC Championship game. Kyle Shanahan also said that second-string running back Elijah Mitchell is dealing with a groin injury. Kansas City head coach Andy Reid confirmed Monday that quarterback Patrick Mahomes has a high ankle sprain that was suffered in the playoff win over the Jaguars last weekend. Mahomes' uh, mindset is that he will be able to play in the AFC Championship game Sunday against the Cincinnati Bengals. So some key players banged up going into championship weekend. Suns are in search of their fourth straight victory tonight against the Charlotte Hornets at Footprint Center. Suns still without Devin Booker, Cameron Payne. Center DeAndre Ayton will miss a third straight game because of illness and Landry Shamit remains out with a sore foot. Charlotte comes in at 13 and 35. 
after losing in Utah by 18 points last night. Tonight's game gets underway at 7. Pre-game coverage starts at 6.30 on the Arizona Sports app and 98.7. Three games for a non-COVID illness. Very, very odd. I mean, how many days are we talking? Is that spanning now? Uh, he was at a team event on Friday, on night, Friday night and was not in the okay. arena Saturday or All Sunday right. for those Yeah, teams. it's very, very odd, especially with, with pro athletes and, and the IVs available to them that, yeah, that they can't shake something this mm-hmm. quick. I, there are a lot of people speculating what this might be if it's a lot of conspiracy theorists, put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> it's, it tis the season. It is. Is it not? It is. Uh, deal going down in the NBA. The Lakers acquire forward Rui Hachimura from the Washington Wizards in exchange for Guard Kendrick Nunn and three second round draft picks. Hachimura averaging 13 points, 4.3 rebounds per game. Could become a restricted free agent this summer and he had been mentioned as a possible Suns target in a trade for the absent Jay Crowder. Of course, nothing materialized. Look! It wasn't happening! It's not gonna happen! The Arizona Wildcats jumped five spots back up to number six in the latest AP Top 25 College Basketball rankings released on Monday. The Cats swept the LA schools beating USC and UCLA Thursday and Saturday. How did uh, ASU fare at those schools, by the way? Uh, 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 UCLA fell from 5th to 8th. The new number one, Purdue, back on top, followed by Alabama, Houston, Tennessee, and Kansas State. ASU had been on the verge of the top 25, but got swept by those L.A. schools, so they did not receive any votes this week. Coyotes looking for back-to-back wins tonight. They host the Anaheim Ducks at Mullet Arena. Yotes coming off a 4-1 win over Vegas on Sunday. That win powered by Clayton Keller second hat-trick of the season. Anaheim comes in with just 31 points, tied with Columbus for the lowest point total in the NHL. The Ducks have lost 6 of 7. They need that Conway kid. That's what they need. Oh, and, the, that, yeah. and the flying V. That's yeah, what they right, need. Right. Face off tonight, 7. Pre-game coverage starts at 6.30 on the Arizona Sports app and ESPN 6.20. And one of the three American men who was remaining at the Australian Open is out, Sebastian Corda. Injured in the third set, pulled out, uh, sending 18th seed uh, Karen Kachinov. I think I said nice, that right. Nicely done. Semifinals. Novak Djokovic cruised in his quarterfinal match, and tonight oh, we'll get a match between the other Americans, Ben Shelton and Tommy Paul, on the women's side. Third seed in American Jessica Pagula, ousted so, in straight sets. Real quick, the guy that Novak Djokovic beat was a guy that was kind of outspoken at Novak when Novak tried to play last year without mm-hmm. being vaxxed, right? Mm-hmm. And so this guy kind. Kind of threw some smoke at Novak. That score yesterday, the two one and two, that was <laughs> exactly that was uh, killed. Yeah. Novak's Deminar got a little ass kicking yesterday. Yeah. Novak kept the receipts. Is yes, what you're he saying? Did. Yes, he did. And how about the tough week for the Pagula family? Mm. Jessica ousted in straight sets, and the Bills go down again. Oh, right. Bad week for them. Yeah. There you go. There's your splash for uh, Tuesday, January twenty fourth. Coming up next. We got some bubbling. Will we have any news on the Cardinals coaching front? We'll certainly explore the possibilities next. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata Mornings, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the Cardinals head coaching search update. 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 Well, I think there's, I think there's a lot of important characteristics there. And I think the key is that we find the head coach that is right for this team. There's there's many ways of doing things, and I think finding a head coach that aligns with the way I see building a team, the way Michael sees building an organization, 
Um, and then I think there's a, the specifics in terms of, of leadership in developing players and coaches, in being a teacher of fundamentals, details, and techniques. Those are all things. And and this is not a this is not a we're trying to build a sustainable program here. This is not a short-term fix. So we want a, a coach that sees the big picture and understands that we're not happy with just the results of 2023. We're building this for extended uh, extended championship teams as we move forward. Well, that's new Cardinals general manager Monty Austin Ford last week after getting the job being introduced to the media on what he's looking for. In the next Cardinals head coach, that search continues into week three for the new coach. But uh, we're starting to get some some smoke on some developments with the Sean Payton news breaking yesterday from yeah. Howard <laughs> Balzer. If you had Howard Balzer rocking the valley with Cardinals yesterday on your bingo card, boom! Yeah. You're there. You won a prize. Uh, Howard Balzer did break the news, confirmed by other uh, outlets yesterday, that uh, Sean Payton, while he has uh, been on the list of, hey, there's permission for you to talk to Sean Payton, it's actually going to happen two days from now, Thursday. Um, and we've obviously had a lot of discussions over the past week or so, Bick, on these possibilities with Sean Payton. You get these new things that, uh, that come to the surface on what it might take to get Sean Payton, both in terms of his salary as a head coach, which seems astronomical, and also what the New Orleans Saints well, might be requiring in compensation, which could be defined as astronomical. Okay. All right, well, okay, Let, okay, let's dial this back, though. If, if, let's dial it back to the fact that if the Cardinals are now going to actually interview Sean Payton, doesn't that, in and of itself, tell you something? Because if you, if you followed the chain of logic that the hiring of Monty Austin Fort was the signal of Michael Bidwill getting in a different lane, a less expensive lane, a lane that was going to lead to a different head coach, a less expensive head coach, would they double back after all this time and actually now conduct the interview? Because whatever PR hit you are going to take for dropping out of the Sean Payton sweepstakes, the Cardinals already paid that price. So if this were all cosmetic or window dressing, I don't think you'd be doing it at this point in time. Is it cosmetic or window dressing on Sean Payton's well, part? Uh, Is he trying to drive okay. his price up for the Broncos? But again, okay, but Maybe. again, no, 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 no. I see. Now I'm going to counter that because everything that I have read out of Denver says just the opposite. That the Broncos have made it clear they're re- they're willing to pay what Sean Payton wants. They're willing to pay the Saints what they want, and their quarterback is on board. Russell Wilson has already said yes. Bring him in here. Why hasn't it happened? It hasn't happened because Sean Payton, in my mind, can't commit to Russell Wilson just yet because he doesn't know if he's got a better option. That's my opinion. Um, because, again, if, if the money, if everything is lined up in Denver, this should be a done deal. Because when he got out of that interview, the initial reporting from people who know the Broncos was just that. Oh, huh, they like each other. This wor- this is going to work. But Broncos th- are going to pay this price. But don't you think that process works both ways? Don't you think Sean Payton wants to get as much information ab- about his options? That's Without out there? a doubt. I mean, he might point. sit down with Michael Bidwell and, and be blown away by what Michael Bidwell's able, or willing to, to pay him. We, we don't know. Right, I, and I don't think that's going to be the case. I don't I, think so I, I don't either. think Michael Bidwell is going to blow away Sean Payton with an offer that the Walton family can't match or hasn't already put in front of him. I, I, what I do think is that Sean Payton might be looking at Russell Wilson and going, I don't know. I don't know about this. And, and because he's the one holding that up. 
by all accounts, the Broncos are ready to write that check. They're ready to send those draft picks to New Orleans. Their head coach is ready, or their quarterback is ready to get working with Sean Payton yesterday. And it's not happened yet. And now he's doubling back to the Cardinals. So if you're just going to look at, at, at these surface um, indicators, I, I'm actually optimistic about the why of this all. Yeah, it, it, it was certainly a turn that I didn't expect to, to see yesterday. Uh, we got this tweet this morning. Um, and I'm not saying this is what everybody thinks, but this is, I think, a representation, a slice of what the Cardinals fan base might be thinking. This is from Cactus Keg. Mm-hmm. Perhaps a hot take, but I want no part of Sean Payton after this gross press tour he's conducting through the Cowherd Show. Seems like he's gone way too Hollywood and wants $20 million to go along with it. Response to that? Uh, do, I mean, he, I, what, do I have to em- respond to that? He's employed by Fox, so uh, you understand that Colin Coward is tapping into a resource that not everybody else has from a media standpoint. He was already uh, he was already making appearances on that show, yes. right? He's a, yeah. he's a he's a paid contributor. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's like Mark Schlereth coming on this radio show. Except for the whole if Mark Schlereth part. suddenly started running for president, and we had Mark Schlereth fulfilling his weekly commitments with us. We'd talking. probably bring that up. Would you vote for Mark Schlereth as president? Absolutely, <laughs> president absolutely. Uh, yeah, and there no was doubt about it. News this morning too that uh, Dan Quinn, the coordinator, defensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys. Coming in for a second interview, first in-person interview. The first interview that was uh, conducted by the Cardinals with Quinn was a virtual. Um, And it just seems like as we've reached week three now of this search, a lot of the, the, the attention is going to experienced head coaches in the league. We're focusing on Peyton. We're focusing on Dan Quinn. We're focusing on Brian Flores now, who was interviewed yesterday. Three guys with... Not only head coaching experience in the NFL, but success in the NFL. Winning seasons from Flores, a Super Bowl win for Peyton, and a Super Bowl appearance for Dan Quinn. Well, a lot of people have pointed out, as the Cardinals have kind of gone on this um, coaching vacancy tour, that a lot of first-timers have worked in the NFL, and all great coaches in the NFL were first-timers at one point in time. I get all that. It's just not something that interests me at this point in time. It it's it seems to me like this moment and this job command some experience. And that's that's kind of where I'm at with that whole thing. Um, and, and so the other thing is, too, if the interview went down yesterday with Brian Flores, when are we going to start hearing anything if we are going to hear anything? Because generally, like Sean Payton in Denver, if two sides have an interview that is really kumbaya, really mm-hmm. when 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 it's flowing, you hear about it. The intri- you can't contain the interest. That is true. So I, I, I wonder if we'll start to hear anything from anybody regarding this interview yesterday with Brian Flores. And if, if it was something to the point where you know the, it, the Cardinals might be on the verge of making a call here. Quickening it, the pace, if you will. Yeah, going back to your point, though, on the on the first timer, and I'm, I, I'm certainly in the same boat as you. I'm looking for the Cardinals to tab an experienced head coach. Interesting that three of the four head coaches still preparing for games this weekend. Three of the four are in their first NFL co- head coaching jobs. Nick Sirianni, Kyle Shanahan, <laughs> Zach Taylor. <laughs> uh, Andy Reid's the only, sec- uh, the, yeah. the only second go-around guy, guy. You ever see that guy? Andy Reid? Tremendous human oh, being. He is absolutely a tremendous human being. I agree. <laughs> go back to sleep, Jared. All right, my, my buddy texts me just now. Get Up is now on 10 minutes and counting 
talking about the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, <laughs> they just went to break. <laughs> bad, oh bad. They'll come back with another yeah, one, I'm sure. Right. You can text your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. That's not to say that the Cowboys won't be mentioned today. There's some juicy stuff going on in Dallas. Uh, coming up next, still no DeAndre Ayton tonight for the Suns against the Charlotte Hornets, and it's got some people thinking that Maybe something's bubbling. We'll get into that and more next. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Now Lee penetrates to the free throw line, stops there, finds Aiton, pull-up jumper, is good for D.A. 24 on the night for Aiton and a seven-point Suns lead with minute 50 to go, 109-102. That was a highlight from last Thursday night. Suns beat the Brooklyn Nets. John Bloom on the call on the Suns radio network. DeAndre Aiton, a pull-up jumper there. We haven't seen DeAndre Aiton on the court since that uh, that night. Thursday night against the uh, Nets, he missed the game. Uh, n- the next game, Saturday night against Indiana, missed the Sunday win over the Memphis Grizzlies. We won't see him on the court tonight against the Charlotte Hornets as the Suns continue their homestead and look to extend their winning streak. And mm. it's been described as a non-COVID illness. Um, and look, I've got no reason to doubt that reporting. It is The timing of it is strange, and a lot of people are not necessarily buying that particular no. explanation. Well, listen, I, I, think, I think the basketball world is really, and tell me if I'm wrong about this, you're more dialed into this than I am, really are kind of focused in on the Toronto Raptors right now, who are, in, who are on the verge of being in a sell-off mode, and yes. they've got some really good stuff. And mm-hmm. they've got some stuff, obviously, in Fred Van Vliet that has been rumored as somebody the Suns really, really want. So there's a lot cooking when it comes to that. When it comes to maybe, maybe we can cut a deal with them right now. Maybe DeAndre Ayton's involved in something like that. You can cross your fingers. Could you imagine if you could wrestle Pascal Siakam and Fred Van Vliet out of Toronto? Now, I don't know what it would cost, but I would give everything. Oof. I would give them everything they asked for. All the draft picks. Would take a lot. It would take a lot. Yeah. But, you know. Dreaming three. Dreaming. <laughs> if it's free, Vinny, I'll take three. Hat tip to Mike. Got Rocky. that, MJ? <laughs> if it's free, I'll take three. Uh, yeah, um, it, it is strange because it, we, you know, again, DeAndre Ayton played Thursday. There was a really cool event Friday night with the the Suns nineteen ninety two ninety three team. Uh, and the current team all getting together at uh, at a, a function in, in downtown Phoenix to celebrate the 30th year anniversary of that Western Conference champion team. And DeAndre Ayton was there and then uh, hasn't been seen since. No. Um, I, look, I, I don't know what's going I, on. I don't but think they miss him. I Listen, and again, I don't want to I don't want to throw shade on him. I don't want to hate on him. I, I Listen, I, I understand that my frustrations have bubbled back over and I've let it be known and I've kind of. It's kind of awoken all the stands in the audience, and it, the, the, again, there's a side of the Suns fan base that just trips me out. Uh, the machinations this fan base goes through on the day-to-day, for the ups and downs, just the discussions in the last 24 hours about, are the Suns back, and how dare anybody have ever doubted? It is so bizarre. You're not a real fan. Yeah. <laughs> you doubted them. You doubted them. You don't belong with us. Judas. You're a, right. You're a non-believer. You heretic. 
<laughs> yeah, it, it's. I, I'm telling you, it's weird, and and I, I kind of get it, but I kind of don't. Yeah, but, but we, we have to delineate Andre, between listen, though, the the doubters I'm, and the I'm bandwagon done. jumpers. I'm done. I'm listen. Da brings a lot of good stuff to the table. If you can trade him for Fred Van Vliet, you are obviously now looking at a guy. You're banking on the fact that you're going to be able to extend and sign Fred Van Vliet if you make that trade, right? You would think you don't give up DeAndre Ayton for a guy that's going to be here for three months. No, absolutely right. not. So, so there's got to be already sort of a okay. You're going to be our guy going forward. And what do you play a three guard? You're playing a three guard lineup. Are you planning on going into the playoffs with Bismack Biombo and Jock Landale as your five? <laughs> Details. No, you're right. I hear you. I know what you're saying, man. I know what you're saying. I'm just and I like those I, I guys. Don't and they, they each I do just different don't trust things DA anymore. I just don't. Here's the thing, and you're not alone, and, and certainly I've been more frustrated with DeAndre Ayton in year five than I have been in the past because the landscape has changed. He got his money. He got his extension. You know, DeAndre Ayton said coming into the league that what was very important to him, and he opened some eyes when he said this before the draft, success to him is getting to that second contract. He got to the second contract, and we're seeing the waning production and, and, and fire and all that. But... What I can't get past is DeAndre Ayton doesn't seem like a guy who wants out of town. And he does have veto, he has veto, veto power, power for a year. Yes. You're absolutely right. Yes. You're absolutely right. Now, does does your desire to stay change when the team approaches and says, hey, we're working on a deal to send you out of town? Does that change your desire to be somewhere? It it could be it could very well be this is exactly why Monty Williams took the tack with DA at the very beginning of training camp to to lay down uh the the pavement for this kind of uh departure to to so if you got to the point where okay DA you can veto this but do you really want to be here? Do you really want to be part of this? Because you know, because this isn't what you thought once thought. This isn't what it once was for you. Well, this is a business. It's a hard, cold business. And we said it last summer when the Suns took about what eight minutes to match the Indiana Pacers' max offer for yeah. DeAndre Ayton. Uh huh. They did that for protection, their own protection. You can't have a number one overall draft pick walking away for nothing. No. In the fifth year no. of his career, no. especially when he's been a decent player, especially when he's the number one overall pick. Yes, yeah. But that there's a whole yeah, level of right. protection you're built right. into that. You're maneuver. right about that, and you're also right about be careful what you wish for because the minute that the Suns, you know, make somebody like me happy and trade him, who is playing the five? Who's playing meaningful postseason minutes at the five? And and you're right. That's not a question you want to look in the face. That would necessitate Bismack, another deal. Yeah, Bismack Biombo is great in small dose. But if you had him as a starting five of the playoffs, uh, no bueno. And I love what he does so energy do wise so and defensively. I. I think I love his he, humanitarian efforts. I love everything about. He the might guy. be the greatest six eight shot blocker in the he history of the be. NBA. He might be, but offensively, you're getting close to nothing from him. Yeah, and then would Van Vliet be coming off the bench? Are you starting three guards? Well, now we're already talking about the rotation. I, yeah. Jared, can you just? <laughs> I'm, I'm so, well, I'm just saying that. Like, I, I like the Listen, idea you need in a theory. Successor to Chris Paul, don't we? Yes. Did uh, they need another scorer? Don't they? Yes. They need another on-ball guy. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's. Uh, I think he'd bring a lot. Yeah. I think he'd bring a lot, present and future. You're. 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 It's the proverbial two birds with one stone. Yeah. Why anybody would want to kill two birds with one stone's beyond me. But hey, it's kind of a flex if you can do it. Did you see that? I just killed two birds with one stone. I bet you can't do that. 
Those birds would really have to be lined up, though. <laughs> yeah, they would have to be aligned perfectly. That's <laughs> so funny. <laughs> wow, look what I just did there. Yeah, the Suns and uh, Charlotte Hornets tonight at uh, Footprint Center. Suns going for their fourth straight win. And uh, we'll get back into this later on uh, about possibilities, but. We might be looking at a possibility, too, of 13 more games. That's how many games I believe the Suns have before the All-Star break. We could be looking at 13 more games without Devin Booker. Yeah, the uh, the latest was that they are going to be taking their time with this. Yes. So, yeah. Hmm. And we're already at uh, tomorrow will be a month. Christmas night is when he re-aggravated that groin injury in Denver after four minutes. Tomorrow well, is the 25th of January. And so, as you pointed out, that that might be why the next five, ga- five games are so important. Because yes. these are winnable games. You get them on the left side of the ledger. You provide a lot of insurance for what you may or may not have to do after that. Absolutely. Yeah. When you, you get these vulnerable, struggling exactly. teams in, you got to beat them. Uh, we're less than three weeks away from Super Bowl 57. A Bud Light, FanDuel, and Arizona Sports want you to be there in person. Text SUPER to 620-620. Register and listen for your name starting February 6th. You'll score a pair of tickets to the Super Bowl if you win, plus you'll win tickets to the FanDuel Party, Bud Light Music Fest, and the Super Bowl experience. Text SUPER to 620-620 to get entered. It's all access presented by Bud Light and FanDuel. Coming up next, Tom Brady. He doesn't know what he's going to do, but he sure is salty about it. We'll give you that and more details next. Bickley and Murata Mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Morata. Hash marks. We got four teams remaining in pursuit of a spot in Super Bowl 57, which will happen at State Farm Stadium in a few weeks right here in the uh, in the Valley. But questions about some teams that aren't uh, in the mix anymore. One of those teams, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and not necessarily even about that TB, Tampa Bay but about the TB who played quarterback the last three years for the Buccaneers. Tom Brady, who, look, from from our perspective, we have to assume he thrives on the constant question. What are you going to do? What's your future hold? This was the most tumultuous year in Tom Brady's yeah. career for personal reasons and also for football reasons. Um, they were not a good football team, but somehow still made the playoffs. So Tom Brady going on his Monday night podcast with Jim Gray last night. Let's go. And the question popped up. Tom, you're leaving everybody guessing. Uh, and you've said you'll take your time. Do you have any type of a timetable as to what you might want to do uh, regarding your football career? Jim, if I knew what I was going to fucking do, I'd have already fucking done it. Okay? I'm taking it a day at a time. I sense you're antagonized by the question. <laughs> you're scratching. It's only I'm the scratching. question that everybody wants to hear. You're scratchy. I appreciate your asking. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> yeah. If Jim Gray's getting the smoke, now you, you know there's an issue, right? Yeah. Or something. He's tired of the question, but. Yeah. Tom, I thought we were friends. <laughs> Tom, Tom what's with the salty language? You're scratching. <laughs> I appreciate you asking. No, you don't. Tom, this podcast does not work blue. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew Dice Brady over here. Oh, yeah, that was uh, that. That seemed to be yeah. Um, it, it 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 still sounded kind of playful at the end, kind of. But at the same time, you don't expect that kind of lane. Not to Jim Gray, right? Not to a friendly like that. 
Yeah, he's he's your ally. I mean, there's yeah. a reason why you've done that show with him for the last several years because right. he's a trusted yeah. media guy. I mean, it's like you got to you got to appreciate the guy who follows you around with a broom and a dustbin, right? You got to <laughs> don't you got to show some respect to that guy <laughs> who's always there for you yeah. every Monday night? Kind of like the horse in the parade, yeah. how close he is <laughs> to the guy right. behind That's him with right. the shovel in the bag. That's it. That's the job, right? Um, how okay. do you play this long into your career and then get sick me, of that question? Let me uh, let me tell you a weird thought that I had about this. I, I, I'm looking at, at Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers, and we've seen the last couple of years all the drama, this desperate need to still be um, the subject of everybody's attention. And you see it with Tom Brady, how he cannot walk away even at the expense of his marriage. And, and you look and you wonder how powerful really is that drug and what is it like to be a quarterback? when that window to be that guy is so small by definition. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's if, if, if you're good at what you do in business or whatever, you generally have a good run of it, right? A good, lengthy career. Guys at the top of the world and, and great NFL quarterbacks, I mean, that's probably that's probably as big as it gets. You know, you might be able to you might say, look, I've created Amazon or or I created Tesla. You're not quite revered like a guy who's throwing passes to win Super Bowls. So to be a great quarterback in the NFL, this might be peak occupation in America. And if you're at the top and you only have the chance to be that guy for this finite little window, I can only imagine how hard it is for people to give that up. And I sense that. We know that that's coming off Tom Brady. It's why he can't walk away. But the Aaron Rodgers drama is a constant, hey, don't forget about me over here. Mm -hmm. And time does. Time, it, it, people are moving on. It's Joe Burrow's world right now. It's got to be lead singer of a rock band and quarterback as the two yeah. ultimate, like, you can't replicate that feeling yeah. anywhere else. That's probably right. That's probably true. But now, look, with what happened today in Foxborough, the Patriots bringing back Bill O'Brien as their offensive coordinator. Light the fuse on more Patriots uh, drama and speculation with Tom Brady. Tom Brady had a great working relationship with, with Bill O'Brien for years in New England during the glory days from 07 to, to 12 or 11 before he left to become the head coach of the Houston Texans. Um, and I know Bill O'Brien's got a history with Mac Jones at Alabama quite recently, but the Patriots could bring back Tom Brady for a year. You don't think they'd do it? I still, yeah, He's still playing yeah. at a pretty high level. It's kind of been up and down. Like I said, that game he played against the Panthers at the end of the season, I'm like, oh, whoa, that, that, there's, there's Tom Brady. Then after that, he's back to, the, to a guy who's wildly overthrowing, wild dinking and dunking. It's yeah. like, you, you can't do both, No, man. no, that's, a, that's not no, a good combo. No, that's not a thing. And do the Patriots have the offensive weapons to make Brady want to go there at this point? I, my thinking about that is this. If Tom Brady ends up back in New England, it's for reasons that have nothing to do with what you're talking about there. Yeah. It's all going to be the paternal thing of Robert Kraft and Tom Brady. It's going to be that. It'll be a season-long... I'm signing a contract to retire with the Patriots. But yeah. instead of a one-day ceremony, it'll, it'll be a be full one, season. Right, it'll be one year. Um, right. Dak Prescott, Dallas Cowboys, they're out. Uh, he threw two picks in uh, the Cowboys' playoff loss the other day to the San Francisco 49ers. Jerry Jones, owner, general manager, said this after the game. Well, I thought uh, this team uh, uh, with uh, 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 Dak, the quarterback, uh, I thought we had a chance to... Uh, 
opportunity and compete at the top level in this, in this tournament. I really did. I, he's speaking in past tense there. I believed. I really did in Dak. Did you see what happened on the Cowboys official Twitter account? There was a uh, DallasCowboys.com article after the game entitled, Dak on loss to 49ers, quote, unacceptable 100% on me. That's Dak Prescott taking the culpability responsibility for the loss. The Dallas Cowboys official Twitter account, quote, tweets that story. And in their own words, Dak Prescott gave the ball away twice in the narrow loss to the 49ers in a matchup the Cowboys had a chance to win if they didn't again generate self-inflicted wounds. Oh! That's from the Cowboys. And it's it's still up. (laughs) It's still up because it's got the backing of the owner. It ha- I mean, that's what it is, right? Look, there's people so on the both sides will, of this argument. Yeah, Jerry yeah. Jones has no idea what goes on in the social media realm of the right. Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. And then he has no idea people, what social media is. There's right. other people saying, yeah, he's behind this. Yeah, so the guy who runs social media for the Dallas Cowboys, the Tim Delaney equivalent of the Cardinals in Dallas, would know that, hey, it's okay to jab the quarterback. The owner likes it. You wouldn't have that up. You would think. <laughs> right? If, if, if you were protecting the brand, the star. You would have had to receive instruction Clearance. Yeah, probably. That's probably what it would be. It's not even just the yeah. freedom. It's, so, it's yeah. being told Good old Jerry to do Jones it. would be, okay, let me, I'll defend him publicly, but you, you guys post Look, away. We've been down this road before. We know this is not a rogue employee who bleeds blue and silver. This is, you know, when that happens... That stuff gets pulled down, and very like publicly, that. there's a penalty yes. paid. Yes, there is. <laughs> usually Stupid that, interns. Usually, you'll right. see a job listing. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's still up two days right. after the game. Right, B- I, which means it's supposed to be up. I'll, I'll say, though, if you look through, their social media sort of interesting in that all their posts sort of summarize the articles that they're linked to, rather than just like a team tweeting. So, But that one is... Like the next one that they posted, they posted the article, McCarthy, Cowboys came up short in the end. And then their their social media post, Mike McCarthy took the podium following the loss to the 49ers to give his take on a season that had the opportunity to be special, but instead ended up being anything but. I don't see anything wrong with that. That's kind of descriptive. The, mm-hmm. one, the one is shooting arrows at Dak. He's oh, the yeah, guy that turned the ball over. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not. And, and again, he's obviously the guy that designed that last play. That, well, <laughs> <laughs> that team's I in trouble. Still want to know what that play looks like? They got all that money for Dak. They got all that money on Ezekiel Elliott. I don't know what that team's going to do going well, forward. Then there's other people saying Ezekiel Elliott has given good years to the Dallas Cowboys, and it's very likely that that was his last play as a Cowboy. And he just and it came. Trucked. It came him snapping the football and getting oh, planted man. into the turf. Oh man. <laughs> That was, yeah, in, in terms of ill-designed <laughs> final play. Has anybody checked on Skip Bayless? Is he okay? Is he yeah. throwing away anything else? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Watch and, that video if you haven't watched it. It's- and he staggers away like a 71-year-old trying to get some balance. And I lo- the one thing I love about social media is in response to something like that that's posted, people pointing out little details like, 
Man, that backsplash in your kitchen's not working, Skip. Or why is there carpet in the kitchen? Why are you wearing shoes in the house? Right. All sorts of stuff. <laughs> why is your trash can next to your microwave? <laughs> why don't you have a bag inside the, tr- a liner inside the trash can? Oh, why, you, and why are you waiting in the hallway for a cameraman to cue you to show your faux rage? I thought this was organic. Yeah. <laughs> What's happening? Well, yeah. Cousin Sal wrote Cousin Sal from Jimmy Kimmel, big, big Cowboys fan, been on the show before. He quote tweeted the video and he said, don't be confused here, people. This is legit outrage from a very normal super fan. No acting at all. I mean, losing hurts. (laughs) Coming up next, the Cardinals coaching search continues and in the words of Judge Smales, well, we're waiting. We'll get into the latest next. It's Pickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.